0: Hello and welcome to H2 Orthopedics. My name is Mike Begg. I'm a certified physician assistant, a certified athletic trainer. I have a doctorate degree in medical science and over 30 years of experience in sports medicine, orthopedics, and medical education. My goal is to take your orthopedic diagnosis or injury and help you make sense of it. Welcome to H2 Orthopedics. Welcome to another episode of H2 Orthopedics. My name is Mike. I am your host. And today's episode is, I'm just going to make a general episode for hip pain. And uh, as I was getting ready to do this, this specific episode, I thought, you know, if you're listening to this and you've listened to any of the, of the other shows that I put out there, uh, you probably think that I am really bad luck for my friends or my family or my family's friends or people I know because I've got a lot of people who get hurt or have questions about orthopedic problems, and I'm, I'm just presenting them. Uh, it seems like uh, ever since I started this podcast, not only have I got questions specifically from you, uh, people I don't know, I don't you know know personally face-to-face, uh, that's through our, our email at h2orthopedics.com. Oh, scratch that at topics at h2orthopedics.com or at our, our website which is h2orthopedics.com and there's a form on there you can fill out. Um, I get I get all sorts of, of topics through that and it's great. And I want to I want to encourage you to continue that. That's why I'm here. Uh, but my friends and my family and and in this case a, a friend of the family I guess um They keep coming up. They keep coming up with with questions, which um, they always have. I guess maybe I'm just more aware of it now, but I'm so happy that that happens and I can help you. I I feel like uh, I'm in a position uh, where I can share information and educate and give you advice, uh, at least on the diagnosis that you have, or I'll never diagnose you. That's not my, my role on this, on this podcast. I don't have the medical information in front of me. I don't have the exam findings, So I'm never going to give you a diagnosis. I'll work with the diagnosis you have, or I'll come up with what we call a differential diagnosis, a list of things that could be. Uh, and if I feel like it's necessary, I'll, I'll encourage you to go see a doctor. If you have concerns or questions, you think this is life threatening, obviously, you know, use your common sense. This is a podcast, man. Uh, go see somebody, uh, go, go get it checked out. But, uh, Jessica, who's a friend of the family. She's awesome. Um, I'm not going to guess at her age. She's probably, you know, mid thirties, super sweet, super awesome lady, a uh, friend of ours. And she, uh, she messaged me as she's in the backcountry hunting. And she said, Mike, uh, oh man, something happened. I stepped funny and I popped, this is her quote. I popped my hip out. So I'm thinking." Oh man, she's in the, she's back in the mountain. She's, she's hunting. She's, she's just out there, uh, hopefully with somebody else, but she dislocated her hip. That's a bad thing. It's a really hard thing to do, but that's a bad thing, especially if you're by yourself out in the woods. So I immediately tried to get a hold of, of people who I knew who were, who were with her and uh, she's fine. She did not dislocate her hip, but that's what people will say. I popped my hip out or I dislocated my hip. Where indeed, after we've talked to her, I'll get to the topic of what we're going to talk about here in a second, but after I talked to her and kind of shared messages back and forth with really poor cell phone reception on her side, uh, it sounds like she had what we call IT band snapping hip syndrome. And it's not a syndrome. This is the first time it's happened to her. And uh, we reviewed her history and that's, that's the diagnosis I came up with. I just told you I'm not diagnosing her, but I gave her that as a, as part of the uh, suspicion of what I think's going on. And uh, I've kind of educated her on the things to watch out for and things that she should follow up on if uh, they persist. So uh, in general, I think this, this, better way to address this podcast is to talk about hip symptoms or hip pain. Uh, we're going to come back and talk about Jessica's specific injury or, or what she's dealing with right now uh, in a second. But let's just talk about hip pain or generalized hip pain in in kind of a global view on this, on this episode. So there we go. Long introduction. Uh, but here we are. Let's talk about hip pain. So the first thing I need to, to bring out is where is your hip? And I say that kind of with tongue in cheek, kind of laughing, but, um, sorry, mom, I'm going to use an example here. But if I talk to my mom and she said, I have hip pain, I can, I can guarantee you, she has her hand on her, on the small of her back. And what I would call the lumbar spine or the sacro sacrum, lumbar sacral area get the words out. Um, but that's where her hip pain is, her SI joint, uh, her low back. That's her hip. I don't know if it's generational. I don't know what it is, but that's her hip. If I ask an orthopedic surgeon, where's the hip joint and where do patients complain of pain in the hip joint, they're going to point to the groin. They're going to say it's right here. They'll make a C out of their hand. And if it's big enough, they'll kind of put it at the side of their, towards the front, the side of their, their hip joint where their groin and that where their fingertips are. If you put your hand in your pocket you know, kind of leave the thumb out, put your hand in your pocket, like you're just hanging out where your, where your fingertips are, that's your hip joint. So when we talk to medical people that know the anatomy, they're going to say that's the hip joint. And then there's a third hip joint, which is really on the outside or the, what we would call the lateral side. There's a bump out there, your femur, which makes you know, your thigh bone comes up and takes a, you know, a, a angle to go into the hip joint, the ball and socket part of the hip joint. There's a bump there where it changes direction. That's called a trochanter. And you can feel that if you push on your side, that's where a lot of people's hip is. So that's closer, closer to where my mom is. Uh, but that's, that's part of the femur, but that's really kind of the, what we call the greater trochanteric region. And that bump, just like trochanter any other body part is where some muscles attach. And in this case, the gluteal muscles and some of the other hip, hip muscles that help stabilize and move the, the leg. So, there's another structure that comes off the top of the pelvis. So if you put your hands on your hips, like you're kind of frustrated or tired, so a little bit higher. Again, I just used hips. It's your pelvis. Put your hands on your pelvis. We never say that. Uh, but you put your hands on your hips where you're kind of trying to catch your breath or you're you're frustrated with somebody. That's your pelvis. And there is a muscle that lives just below where your hands are in this little fossa, this little area there on the side of the pelvis. That has a really long Tendonous structure, we call it the IT band, the ilio, which is the where you have your hands, tibial band, the tibia is the shin bone, it comes all the way down the outside of your leg and attaches below the knee. So the IT band, and that's what Jess, Jessica injured, uh, I think, um, but that's the other area of the hip. So there's really three hips in the world. My mom's low back, sacrum, sacral lumbar region. Uh, the true hip joint is where the, where your fingertips are when your hands in your pocket. And then the outside, that trochanteric region or that area where that IT band can come across and other muscles attach. And you can have symptoms or pain in any of those areas, but it's really difficult when I look at the schedule and it says, you know, uh, Twenty-five-year-old with hip pain—they probably don't. They could. but They probably don't have, you know, low back pain or or the kind of degenerative changes in the low back that, say, my mother or someone who's older would have. Um, they may have a true hip joint issue with a labral tear, or they may have this tendonitis. This tendonitis is typically uh, in people who um, try to get back into an exercise uh, activity or change their activities um, one way or another and they just create some inflammation. That's that trochanteric region. So I'm kind of all over the place with this, this topic, but uh, again, the hip joint, we need to really be specific. So if we go back to, to, I'm going to go back to Jessica and kind of tap in back and forth with her symptoms. So I go back to what she shared with me. She said, I've, I've, my hips, you know, came in and out It did not dislocate. The ball and saga did not dislocate. That's pretty debilitating. And she probably would have needed to be evacuated out of the mountain. So good thing is she was up walking around. First thing I asked her, she said, no, I can move around. It just hurts when I do it. Um, She had pain at the trochanteric region. So my guess is that her IT band probably kind of shifted over that trochanter, that bony prominence. So that long kind of tight tendon that goes out the outside of her leg probably shifted front and back uh, really quickly, popped. So she felt like she dislocated her hip and now she has pain. On that trochanter, there's some attachments, some musculature attachments for many of the gluteal tendons. And, And you can actually strain or have issue to that as well she shared with me that she had just begun about six, maybe eight weeks ago, an exercise program where she started running. And I'm just going to throw it out there. Those who aren't really focused on overall health and generalized fitness programs, they'll start things, they'll get running, which I encourage, stay active, stay healthy. That's my goal. That's my mantra. Um, But she doesn't stretch much. And I bet that her IT band got extremely tight and she mentioned that it did. And her hamstrings were tight and her glutes were sore and her quads were sore. Everything was tight. And she probably just needed to do some stretching to prepare herself for the activity of of hunting uh, which would may or may not have prevented this issue. But uh, that's my guess that she probably shifted that, that IT band over the greater trochanter. It caused that popping episode or poppy symptom, and she had significant pain. And now her glutes are probably fired up as well because she caused inflammation in that general area. Um, my, that's, that's my suspicion. I haven't talked to her in the last day or two. This was a, few, a couple of days ago where she she mentioned this to me. So I'm going to check in and see how she's doing. The other things that could cause popping in the hip joint are in the true hip joint itself. So in that ball socket part of the joint, there is a labrum or a rim of cartilage that goes around the socket side of the joint. And if you tear that labrum, I'm going to use the analogy like having a rock in your shoe uh, and it gets pinched between the ball that's rotating in the socket. It's like stepping down on that rock. It can pinch and hurt on that one moment. It can hurt 10, 20, hundred steps in a, in a row, and then all of a sudden get better or go away. Uh, you can manipulate your hip and kind of you know, rotate it uh, around and try to move that piece out of the way. And sometimes that's successful and it decreases those symptoms of catching or popping or painful pinching in the joint. But again, typically that's in the front or the groin area. And the best way for me to describe that location is stand up, put your, your hands in your pockets where your fingertips are, are about where your hip joint is in the front. And it's very deep in the back with all the gluteal uh, muscles. Uh, so it's easier to access or, or palpate or feel where it is in the front, but that's where the true ball socket part of the, of the, the femoral pelvic joint or the hip joint is and that labrum, that labrum can be torn with sudden motions planting your foot and twisting. And that force, that rotational force kind of shifts that ball uh, too far one way or another and kind of pinches down on that. You can have degenerative changes where over time, we see this a lot in in dancers. We see it a lot in hockey goalies. We see it a lot in, in people that go down into say the split position gymnast where they they build up a little bony prominence on the femur, just outside that ball and socket. So take the ball, you go down just a little bit, uh, they'll build up a little bony prominence there or on the top of the socket. And those two areas will pinch or bang together. It's called femoral acetabular impingement. uh, And there's there's different names for when it happens on the socket side or on the ball side that we don't need to get into, but that can pinch and, and cause injury to that labrum when you have abnormal bony growth underneath there. Uh, so all those things are potential popping hip issues. Again, we can't ignore the fact that, you know, people are out there like my mom who who have low back issues. So one of the questions that I asked Jessica is, do you have any pain or symptoms radiating down, you know, past your butt, past that upper you know hip region we're talking about into the leg or down below the knee, foot, ankle, that kind of area? If, it, if she said yes, and I'm starting to think she has a neurologic problem, she did not. Uh, so I, d- I kind of eliminated that low back or put that low back issue on the uh, on you know, options number you know, three, four, five or lower on the list of likelihood. So we talked a little bit, we're all over the place. I'm not really following the protocol or the format here of normal anatomy, injured anatomy. I'm kind of mixing them together because this is just a general topic of hip pain. But if we try to go back to you know, the typical format of normal anatomy, injured anatomy, workup and, and treatment options that we try to follow here, uh, the workup is is pretty simple. I mean, I think you can kind of judge, if you can walk around and those symptoms are just episodic or come and go, uh, then uh, I still think it's reasonable. And, and I would encourage you to get get things looked at and checked out by a you know healthcare professional. Uh, if you go in to see someone, again, depending on where your symptoms are. So that's this is a little bit challenging uh, to dial in the, the exam, but they'll figure it out. You'll walk in and they'll say, I have hip pain. And they're going to ask you, where's your hip? And one way or another, you're going to point to it. And they're going to start to create this differential diagnosis. If it's in the front, you can have muscular strains or injuries to the, there's some muscles, some really short, power. From muscles that, that flex your hip or bring your knee towards your chest uh, in the front of your of your pelvis. There, uh, you can strain those. You can tear a tendon there. Uh, if it's that deep, achy pain or that catching, clicking, mechanical symptom uh, in the joint, they'll be thinking about a labral tear. If you have pain with certain ranges of motion, certain examinations, they may be thinking about that uh, femoral acetabular impingement syndrome, where those bony overgrowths on either the socket side or the or the ball on the neck side start to bang into to get to one another and cause symptoms. If it's pain on the outer portion, that greater uh, tuberosity region, they'll start thinking about uh, tendinopathies or potentially bursitis uh, or bursal injuries. Well, look at that right here as we're talking about her. Jessica just texted me. I'm not going to answer it. I'm going to keep going, but there we go. The universe is a cool thing. Anyway, that lateral or outside area, the greater tuberosity you would think more about that IT band or that tendonitis. There's a bursal a layer out there that can get super inflamed and it's very painful. We see this mostly in elderly, but I've seen it in people who are in their thirties, but they have bursitis or inflammatory reaction in that layer of tissue uh, that goes over that bony prominence. A bursa is just a a fluid filled layer called a fluid filled sac, but it's really just a layer of fluid that should lubricate any type of a soft tissue structure that goes over a bony prominence. So that big trochanter where the femur changes direction before it goes into the ball socket part of your your hip joint. Uh, there's a bursal layer there and we see inflammation or greater trochanteric bursitis. There's a, you know, it's not just a bursitis issue. At least the current thoughts are there's probably a tendonitis along with that. And again, the gluteal tendons, gluteus medius uh, attach right there. And you can certainly have inflammation of the, of the tendons in that same region. Um, again, low back issues would typically be worked up if you had symptoms of, of nerve type, pain or radiating pain going down the back of the leg. Your hamstrings are right close. They're, you know, they're a little bit further down, more in the meat of the, of the buttock, but uh, you certainly could be having a hamstring issue and feel like it's a, it's a hip issue. We see that a lot when people come to the office. So, so again, workup is going to be, you know, where do you have pain? They'll go through specific exercises to kind of tease out all these different potential options. And that's the short list of many other things that could be there. you could have arthritis of the hip, you have all sorts of the actual ball socket part of the joint, which is the loss of that coating cartilage. And we'll talk about that in a hip replacement episode if you want to look for that. Uh, but they would work it up with the, again, finding your, your, your localized symptoms, doing the special test, an x-ray will show us the bony structure. So it would show us arthritis. It may show us this these femoral acetabular changes if they're significant enough. But an MRI is really going to look at those soft tissues. If you have just that trochanteric bursitis or what appears to be more soft tissue, you probably don't need to, to really work this up. And you may even be able to avoid the x-ray. But then you can always hold that off if symptoms don't improve. we want to keep looking. Uh, so the the workup is really pretty basic. It's based off of your history and the exam findings, and really isolating, dialing in where the symptoms are. X-rays and MRI may be indicated uh, if you feel like we or if if we just can't figure out what what's going on. So the treatment options, the treatment options are going to vary, obviously, because we just talked about a whole laundry list of things that could be going on there. But if it's the soft tissue, IT snapping syndrome, uh, just like Jessica, I I believe is is suffering from, she, and I encourage her to go see a physical therapist. She's going to do well if she can stretch out the things that are too tight. So again, I encourage her to continue with her running program, but she needs to add some stretching. She's to do the things that you don't like to do. Those are the most important things in life. Typically the things that I hate doing are the ones I need to do most. So, and I need to stretch. So I'm, Jessica's not alone. I'm right there with her. Um, but she should begin some stretching. She could, she could work on her IT band. She can do uh, you know, soft foam roller, uh, uh, protocol that you can get online and find that or, or physical therapist certainly can teach her that hamstring and quad stretching, core strengthening and stability exercises, uh, make sure she has good biomechanics and, and wears good shoes while she's running. All these different things factor into these, um, you know, slow building, uh, symptoms or, or conditions that can suddenly show up when you, when you step wrong or, or she could have done fine on this hunting trip and developed this as a chronic scenario over the, you know, three or four weeks following if she continues uh, to not stretch and continues this level of activity. Uh, treatment options for just bursitis, uh, oftentimes an injection, we we typically would do a corticosteroid injection, but this is one area if we start thinking about tendinopathies attaching to that trochanteric region where the PRP or biologic injections seem to be having a positive outcome. So there's a few areas where that's really coming to light and really shining uh, brightly as an option that works well. Unfortunately, most insurance companies don't pay for it and people can be financially uh, challenged to, to get that done. Uh, but a steroid injection certainly calms things down along with the physical therapy. If it's more of that joint problem, that labral tear or the uh, femoral impingement symptoms, uh, then it may be a surgical issue where you need to talk to an orthopedic surgeon who specializes in hip surgery. I, I can't overemphasize that enough. It's becoming much more commonplace to do, have hip surgery uh, with an arthroscopy to address these issues. Uh, but you want to find someone who is very, very comfortable at doing that. Uh, And there are not many out there, quite honestly, Uh, that that roster is definitely building, uh, but you want someone with excellent experience in hip arthroscopy, someone who knows what they're doing, because uh, you certainly can have a surgery and not be better in the end, and you don't want that. Uh, low back issues obviously we would work that up and treat that accordingly whether that's uh, visiting with a physiatrist which is a non-operative spine specialist may do some injections some physical therapy always is helpful in low back issues or modification of activities and, and moving forward after symptoms have resolved so that's a, that's this is kind of a hodgepodge hip pain uh, episode I just uh, again I'm gonna get off get off and uh, answer Jessica's uh, text message. That was uh, pretty amazing that that happened as I was talking here. Uh, but uh, I just wanted to put that out there because I I think that these uh, hip issues are oftentimes misunderstood, um, and I believe that uh, there's others out there who have questions just like Jessica or symptoms that may match up with one of the other descriptions that I went through. And and I want to be helpful. I want to teach you. Um, what I can so you understand more about what's going on in your body so you can make choices for your treatment plan that fits best with your recovery goals. All right, there we have it. That is a general overview of hip pain. Again, this was kind of a, an offshoot of just uh, talking about uh, a recent message that I got from a friend, but I thought it would be helpful just to throw it out there. Somewhat of an informal talk, uh, less, uh, Formatted than many of the others, but, but there it is. Hopefully that helps you understand some of the hip pain that you might be having. And I would encourage you to follow up if you need to. So until we talk again, be active, stay healthy and do your best to put a smile on someone else's face. Take care. Hey, it's Mike here. I hope this episode is helping you out and answering some questions. If I'm not hitting every topic right on for you, if there's something specific that you have about your injury, or you want to discuss unique findings on the exam or your history, your MRI, your x-rays, whatever it might be, head to our website at h2orthopedics.com and scroll to the bottom for an opportunity to sign up for a virtual visit where we can either have a Zoom call, we can do a telephone call, whatever it might be, and we can discuss the specifics of your injury in more detail and hopefully get the answers you're looking for. Again at h 2 orthopedicscom scroll to the bottom for the virtual visit, and I will talk to you then.